inside Ray Samachay. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to raise Samachay Haroes Haveda. Chayev Lahashiv Bechina. All right, now it's a mitzvah, and therefore you have to do it, and you're not allowed to charge money for it. You're sitting around doing nothing. Well, you know, you're sitting there reading the newspaper, and you see the guy's uh, cow walking by. You have to stop what you yeah, you have to stop doing nothing and go to, and go be metapel, and you're not allowed to charge him money for it. That's your chiyuv. Avalimu oseg But if you are doing a job and earning money, and then the aveda comes by. And if you have to stop what you're doing in order to be metapol with the Aveda, then you are allowed to charge. But how much am I allowed to charge? In other words, if you were earning $10 an hour and you stopped for a few minutes, you're not allowed to charge him the $10 an hour that you were earning. But come back to this issue of Paul Batal. The assumption in those days is that a person would discount the amount of money he's earning to work in order to sit on the beach and get money for not working. Okay, so if, if you were working, if you were earning $50 an hour and you stopped, we don't give you $50 an hour. We give you the amount you would take to not to 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 discount. However, but you're not be, but it, you're not a real poor butler. You're not sitting on the beach. You're 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 working to take back his aveda. Okay, See, this is different than a normal poor butler. We have the sugis of poor butler when somebody didn't have when he promised to give him a job and then he didn't give him the job. So then we gave him the discount for sitting on the beach. Here, we're not giving you the discount for sitting on the beach. We're giving the discount for how much would you discount to do what is assumed to be an easier job of being metapal with the Aveda and how much would a person charge? Kigon, Okay. So he's doing something for four dinner. And to sit on the beach, he's willing to take a dinner. However, but well, I'm not sitting on the beach. I got to work, worry about your Aveda. Yeah, this is pretty theoretical in, in today's world, but you could imagine in theory, at least, at least the principle. Meaning you're not, you're not really allowed to take money on the Hashava, except what you were Batel and you're a Paul Batel. However, the Torah doesn't make you lose, Okay. And therefore, again, the compromise is that you get you get based in, meaning you get what you would discount in order to take to do the the the, the job of the hashava. <laughs> okay, um, but again, he says I'm skipping here a few lines. All right, Okay, so therefore, lefikach, I skipped a few lines. All right, but this is, makes perfect sense. Im hashava yoter mischar habatala. Right? But that's if he's not doing anything. All right, if he's not doing anything, even though normally you would take two dinrim to do what he's doing, he's to do it and therefore he only gets one dinner. Okay? What happens if you're earning $50 an hour and you're not interested? I'm not interested in stopping to work and do your hashava. It's first, sure, your hashava is easier. Okay? And somebody might be willing to do that for $20. 
but I'm not. I want to keep earning my fifty dollars. So then, right? We come back to the same case of the donkeys that are drowning, meaning you are allowed to tell the, the owner, I'm only going to do it if I get the money, or if there's a basin, you're allowed to say, I'm not returning it unless I get the full $50. And obviously, if the Aveda is worth $40 and your schar is $50 an hour, so obviously it doesn't make any sense. And these are, these, you have to, we have to apply here uh, uh, basically both Seichel and equity, okay? All right, I don't want to spend a lot more time on it, and we're going to go to Reis Samachvav. Now, Reis Samachvav opens with a tricky halacha. I did send around, did everybody see the uh, the article that I did send around about the guy who returned the $1,400 in the in the lost wallet? Yeah. Because that's Mamish Nogeya here, and it's the same story with the desk, where the guy found the $10,000 hidden away in the desk. So that's oh, Mamish... Yeah. What? It was it was closer. I think about ninety thousand dollars. I thought it was ten thousand. It was more yeah, than well, whatever. Anyway, it. But but here's the halacha, and again, everybody wants to quote the first halacha, but you got to read the whole halacha and realize in the world of today, we have to know how to apply. We have to know how to apply the halachas. So avedas avoda zara muteris, meaning there is no chiyuv hashavas aveda on on an, on a non-Jew's aveda. Now you got, again, let's go back. It will, it'll be a little more palatable if we go back to the default. Had the Torah not commanded any din of Hashavas Aveda, so your requirement would be just leave it there because it's not yours. Okay? But remember that language in the Rashi in, in Yeshulomidas, Shahare Nafal. At the end of the day, losing something is a bit of a disconnect of your ownership. Okay, so the, 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 the first thing is there's no chi of Hashavas Aveda on a non Jewish. On a non-Jew, there's a chiddush that there's a chiyuv hashava on a Jew. That's a chiddush. So that chiddush doesn't apply to a non-Jew. But it continues. Lo mi boy calls manchelo yigiliyado shein chayv litroa So it's for sure that you don't have to proactively pick it up and find the owner. But even afilu imbasaliyado. Once you picked it up, you know you picked it up thinking, oh, you know maybe it belongs to a Jew, and you find out that it doesn't. Muteris. Once you picked it up. You don't put it back down, you're allowed to keep it. And then he adds, Again, here we're talking about where there's an iser to be okay, we're talking here not about non-Jews, but real idol worshippers, because there's an iser to help support them. Now, but all of this is in theory. Now we come to the practical, because in today's world, this is absolutely 100%. Then you become a chayiv if there's going to be a chilol Hashem if you don't return it. And not only that, because of Arambam, which is exactly what happened in that last article that I sent you. The Rambam says it's a wonderful thing. It's a very good thing. Okay. And that's, um, that's basically the Beis Yosef brings that. Again, the, the Beis Yosef talks about how the Girsos of the Avodah Zara, they were afraid to write it. Again, the, 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 the idea is, is that it's not so applicable. And let's go, let's pick it up with Umashekosav. Umashekosav I'm skipping the first couple of Vote of Beis Yosef's because, again, he deals there with the Avodah Zara. When you're not allowed to, when it's Maxik of the Avodazara, not very relevant today, except you know, maybe patronizing 
um, a shop that uh, that is you know owned by missionaries or something. It would probably be today usher to patronize a, a business open or, or, or um, owned and operated by missionaries because you're giving them support. But outside of that, you know, I don't think it's so applicable today. Okay. So question on that, or we're ready to move on in the base Yosef. Okay. So you'll notice the lotion of the Gemara is that when there's Kiddush Hashem, it's a little tricky because when there's Kiddush Hashem, his Aved is Asr. Well, Asr means I don't have to, I don't return it. I can't keep it. I don't return it. All right. But again, the, what the tour and the Rambam interpreted that to mean that you're that you're not allowed to keep it if there's a chil Hashem and there's a mitzvah if there's a kiddush Hashem. Let's read it inside. There's a negative thing to return it if you're giving money to somebody you're supporting over avera. The mechzira. This is the key line though that's very applicable. Basically, our relevance today. In other words, for Kiddush Hashem, it's like returning it could create a Kiddush Hashem. Not returning it, if nobody knows, it doesn't have to create a Chil Hashem. But if it would create a Chil Hashem, then it becomes, then it becomes absolutely imperative. It's not just optional to create a Kiddush Hashem, but it's also to keep it if it will, if there's a chance of Chil Hashem, which I think today is, is absolutely the, the given. Okay. Well, the, 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 the money came to the desk. There was no Chil Hashem or Kiddush Hashem. I mean, there was, there was big, no Chil Hashem. He, keep yeah. the envelope and get out of here. You know? there, was a, there was no Chil Hashem. If he would have kept it, it's unlikely that there would have been a Kiddush Achil Hashem because the lady had forgotten about it from 20 years ago. But a Kiddush Hashem, there absolutely was. It was off. The Kiddush Hashem was off the charts. It was all over the newspapers. Nobody could believe it. it was and, a the, Kiddush Hashem. And, and the finder said, our law is that we have to return it. So he, mis, he misstated the... Uh, the but that, that was part of the Kiddush Hashem. Yeah. That was part of the Kiddush Hashem. Okay, is that that's exactly what it uses the lashon bale emuna? We're honest people. We are honest people. Okay, we, we can't underestimate. We cannot underestimate the 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 kiddush Hashem of absolute <laughs> honesty in the business world today, where again the the Jews get the bad rap, and there's always an assumption and all the you know the stereotypes. So um, it, you know there are a few from businessmen that have a reputation, just a reputation of integrity and honesty. There can be no bigger Kiddush Hashem in the business world than a Jew wearing a yarmulke is absolutely honest and goes beyond what he really is required to do. It, it just- $98,000. I'm sorry? It was $98,000. 98, okay, fine, all right. I mean, I can guarantee you the Yitzhahara <laughs> was big. The Yitzhahara was big, but the Kiddush Hashem was even bigger. Kiddush Hashem was even bigger. Going going back to Ozeavoda Zora, a more a more applicable one might be Hindus, a store owned by Hindus. Okay, again, I, 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 I'm just ask your local rabbis if you have if if the question comes up, ask your local rabbis. I don't I'm not certainly I, I don't want to poskin and certainly not when we're being recorded. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uvachol makom machnisim klehem mipnei haganavim in klei Yisrael mipnei darkei shalom. So this is an interesting thing. Um, we, we we're talking about this. Somebody, uh, some people left their bicycles outside unchained, unlocked. So you walk by and you see a Jewish bicycle left unchained. And again, you, you're, you realize the guy may steal it. <laughs> Somebody's going to steal it. So then probably a mitzvah shavas aveda, either to lock it or to take it into your house and leave the guy a note. And if you do that for a Jewish bicycle, you've also got to do it for a non-Jewish bicycle. I'm just using that as an example. But the idea is, is that, you know, if somebody's kalim are getting ruined and you would take in it, you, you know, you're allowed to walk by a, 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 um, something of a non-Jew and just walk away. You're allowed to walk away. Um, but if you're, if you're, if there's a group of things, Jews and non-Jews, and you're taking care of the Jews, you have to take care of the non-Jews also. You cannot leave them behind. Okay. Again, all of this has to do with the Chil Hashem, Darkesh Olo. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, he just says that, that as far as a Jew, even if the Jew is non-from, he's on the Velos Atrefos, you have to return his, his Avedos, um, unless he's Lahachis. He's Lahachis. Again, so then we get back into the category of, uh, of, of Chilol Hashem. And again, I, that's why I don't want to spend a lot of time because it's not that practical. But then the next halach is very complicated. It's complicated. I'm just going to speak it out. It's all built on the fact that you have to return an Aveda for free. You have to return an Aveda for free. So you, you will, just the background. There's something called Mudar Hana'a. Mudar Hana'a means that Ruvain is not allowed to have Hana'a from Shimon and or Shimon is not allowed to have Hana'a from Ruvain and or neither of them are allowed to have Hana'a from each other. Okay, so let, let's, let's, let's play this out in real life, okay? So, so um, I'm not allowed to have Hana'a from Pinchas. We made a netter either. I made the netter, he made the netter. But the status is I'm not allowed to have enough from Pinchas. And I lose my wallet. Is he allowed to return it to me? My instinctive reaction is that's not enough. Your instinctive reaction is correct. It's, it's basically called Mavriach Ari. What does Mavriach Ari mean? If, if, if a, I'm not allowed to have a no, but a Pinchas sees that a lion is about to eat my lunch, okay? And he chases the lion away. So he didn't give me anything. He prevented me from having loss, All right? That's called Mavriach Ari, ch chasing a lion away, okay? That's not called being Mehane. It's Mavriach Ari. Um, by the way, when you, if, if forget forget Mudar um, Hana, if he would do that, Right. If he would do that, he can't charge me for that because he didn't give me anything. He just chased the lion away. OK, so if I'm not allowed to have enough from him, he's allowed to give me back my Aveda. That's basically what it says. However, there's a problem. What happens if we're in a community that every Machzer Aveda, the, the standard is compensation of ten dollars? OK, so if he gives it back to me and I don't pay him the ten dollars, then I had Hana. So I have to pay him the $10. And what happens if Pinchas is such a Pinchas, Rabbi, I can't take money from you. I can't take money from you. So wait a minute. So now I got back my Aveda, which should have cost me $10, Bishar, and, I'm not, and I'm not paying the money. Okay, so that's one issue. We're going to see this inside. That's one issue. Now let's get the reverse. Okay, so Pinchas, 
so right now we talked about me not being allowed to have Hanaf from Pinchas. What happens if Pinchas is not allowed to have Hanaf from me? And he finds my wallet. Is he allowed to return it? Has to return it. You're not allowed to have enough from me. How is returning your wallet giving me enough? Anybody have any ideas? Oh, look, if, you, if you're saying that there has to be Sahar uh, Hara'oilo, but then Pinchas uh, can just forego that. He's not obliged to take it. Well, first of all, who says who? First of all, who says that the circumstances were such that I have any sahar for it? You're going in the wrong direction. You're going in the wrong direction. So um, it's going to relate to what's called prudider of Yosef. You guys heard? Remember prudider of Yosef? Masha Rav Yosef. Prudider of Yosef. Prudider of Yosef. Yes, we're getting into a different machlokas. What's the status of a shomer aveda? You found my wallet. You found my cow. So you brought the cow home to like up to till you find who it is and you put it in your barn. Are you a Shomer Chinam or a Shomer Sofer? I'm a Shomer Chinam. Machlokas Rava and Rav and Rav Yosef. Rabba says exactly what you said. Shomer Chinam. Says Rav Yosef, there are two Pshatim in the Gemara about Rav Yosef. One of them is you're getting Schar Mitzvah. That already makes you a Shomer Sofer. That's one opinion. But the more accepted opinion is that if an ani comes knocking on your door, you're putter from giving him tzedakah because you're osek b'mitzvah. Therefore, you're benefit. Therefore, you're saving money. Don't shake your head. This is Rabbi Yosef, and they're showing with paskin like Rabbi Yosef. So, therefore, if you return my 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 lost object while you're involved in returning it, you're saving yourself money, and therefore, you may not be allowed to return it. Anyway, I gave you the background. Let's see the halachas inside. Okay, I give you the background. It's complicated. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's a very complicated sugi in the Gemara and the Darim. But we'll see it inside and we'll just touch on it. Okay, I don't want to spend a lot of time. Uh, it's either Gimel or Hey. Misha mudar mechavero. Mudar mechavero means that that you're allowed to return the Aveda. So the psak is that whether I'm not allowed to have enough from you, you're not allowed to have enough from me, or we made a netter that neither of us is allowed to have enough from either of us, in all cases, Pinchas is allowed to return my lost Aveda. That's the first step. We'll see, we'll see in the Beis Yosef why. What happens if when Pinchas returns the Aveda, the, the custom is for me to pay him schar? So then it depends. Meaning you're not allowed to have Hana'a. I'm sorry. You're not allowed to have Hana'a from my Nechasim and you're going to return my Aveda. Oh, Ipcha, Yipol Haschar Lehekdesh. So then the, the schar has to be paid. But if we're bilaterally not allowed to have Hanah, you can't return it without schar, but I can't give you schar for returning it. So it says in the Gemara that the schar goes to Hekdash. Okay? So that, 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 um, so that nobody should have Hanah. Okay, so let's see now 
the Beis Yosef about how this works and why it's going to be a big machlokas. And we're going to get into it in the next simon. We're going to get into it much more in detail because that's really interfaces with the issue of Shomer Chinam, Shomer Sachar, which is really the next simon. Almost we should have done this after we do the next simon, but I'm doing it in order because that's how it appears. Okay, so says the Beis Yosef. Um, yeah, oh, where are we up to? Yeah, okay, so hey, Gimel. Mishemudar hana mechavero. Okay, it's either hey or Gimel in the Beis Yosef, depending on what uh, what version you have. Mishemudar hana mechavero machzir lo avedoso lo shnam mitzay machzir asurin al balaveda lo shnam mitzay balaveda asurin al machzir afilum mitzay shnam asurin al zay. In other words, in any direction, the finder is allowed to return it. Perakin bin Amudar, Ukvarnemer betur yoridea. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I should have, yeah, you got to see the, um, the Tur Yoridea explains everything that I told you outside. That's in Reish Chof Aleph. Uh, again, I, 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 I was debating whether to bring it in or not. I sort of decided not to because it's quite complicated. Um, but because we'll, we may touch, when we get to the next simon, it'll maybe come clear. But let's just see here. <speaking in Hebrew> Simena Nizkar in Reish Chof Aleph, Vizel Shon Hashem. Here he quotes it. Uvemakam shenot limschar al hafzaras aveda. So normally, I, the owner of the I, the uh, the the person of the aveda who has to pay the machzir, in this case, which is Pinchas. So im nichsei bal aveda asurim la machzir. Pinchas is not allowed to have enough for my nechasim. So I I can't give him. He's not allowed to take money from me. For returning the Aveda. So he's got to return the Aveda because it's a mitzvah. But I have to give him money because, right? I have to give him money and he's not allowed to take it. I have to give him money because that's the standard. But he's not allowed to take it because he's not allowed to have enough from me. So also, if the Nixay Machsir, Arasun al Bal Aveda, meaning I'm not allowed to have enough from Pinchas. So if Pinchas gives it to me and I don't pay him, then I had enough from Pinchas because he gave me the Aveda and I didn't pay him the $10 that's normally paid for a Machzer Aveda. So Pinchas has to take the money. The din is that he's not allowed to refuse it. That's what it says here. He has to take the money. But what happens if there's a bilateral Isser? So I'm not allowed to have enough from him, so yes, I have to pay him. He's not allowed to have enough from me because he can't take the money. Then we say... I can't pay him because he's getting Hanah. I can't not pay him because I'm getting Hanah. So then we say So the only time it's is when there's a bilateral. But if, if I'm not allowed to have Hanah from him, he's got to take the money. You're not allowed to not take the money. You got to take it. You can do whatever you want with it afterwards, but you got to take the money. That's what the halacha says in, in Reish Chafal. Okay. Again, we'll, we'll probably, it'll be a little clearer when we, when we go and see. But basically, it's based on the idea um, of, of, that it's Shomer Chinam. And as the reason that you're allowed to return even to the Mudar Anah is because it's a mitzvah. And, and uh, we're, we're assuming we're not, we're not uh, zeroing in on Prutid Rav Yosef. Because even if you hold, and here's, the, here's what goes on in Reish Chafalaf. Even if you hold that Prutid Rav Yosef turns you into a Shomer Sachar, but the thing that the Gemara there in Edom says is, but Prudit of Yosef lo shchiach. 
it's not very common that the Oni is going to come knocking on your door, um, you know, while you're being metapol in the Aveda. You know, I don't know, Ephraim, maybe in Toronto on a Sunday afternoon, it's very shchiach that they're coming knocking on your door. But, right, so, right? But, but in general, we say it's low shchiach. So you're a shomer sachar because they would be, you would be exempt. But it's not called having anah when you return it for free because it's not shchiach. And therefore, the assumption is, is that you didn't get anything, even though for shomer sachar you did. It's a little bit of a, of a balance. And we'll see, we'll, again, we'll see it more clearly in Reis Samach Zion. Okay? All right, so... If you'll allow me, we'll go on to Reish Samach Zion and we'll, because we need to talk about the Shomer Chinam, Shomer Sacha. That's really what everything depends on. Ketzad Mitzvah Shavas Haveda. All right, here, this is really the crunch. This is it. Everything we've been talking about till now, I'm not sure why this didn't start to see, why the tour didn't start with this, but this is it. Ketzad Mitzvah Shavas Haveda. How do you do it? What do you, what do you got to do? So, Imu Makir Es Habaal, you know who the owner is. Yitapel Bo Achiagi and Aliyado. You got to take care of it until the Baal gets it back. But if you didn't give it back to him, apparently it sounds here like there's a chiyuv on the finder to get it back to the loser. That's what it sounds like here. Okay, if, or maybe he doesn't have a chiyuv, but as long as he hasn't given it back, as long as the owner hasn't come to get it, you're going to be chayiv. So it might be in your interest to get it back so you don't become responsible for it. What about if I didn't hand it, I didn't knock on his door and give it back to him. I put it in his backyard. Again, we're usually what we're talking about are animals, but it could also be, uh, you know, some, some, some object. In other words, we don't require das bailim when I return the lost object. As long as I got it back into his rishus, I fulfilled that shavas even if he doesn't know about it. But, of course, the condition is, in other words, I got to get the animal back into his barn and close the door. If I put the animal back into his front yard, which is wide open, that's no good. If I found a wallet and I put the wallet on the front porch where the mailman is going to see it, well, it's, it might be gago chatzero carfifo, but it's not mishtameret, and therefore I haven't, I haven't accomplished a lot. Okay, so the owner, the, the, there's no chi, by the where is this and why are we saying this? Because a gazlon, has to return the gazela to fulfill Heshevis Hagzela. It's not enough to put it back in the barn. It's not enough to put it back where you stole it from. It requires what's called Das Bailin. You also have to inform the owner that you return to the object that you stole. It's not enough to just give it back. So you're not fulfilling Heshevis Hagzela without Das Bailin. But in Hashavas Aveda, as long as it's back and it's protected, you fulfill Hashavas Aveda even if the owner doesn't know about it. Questions on that? Okay. Again, there are, there are details about what does it mean the owner knows about it or not. Uh, that's the next see if that's the rest of the see if we're going to skip. Okay. Just let's go to Bayes. Hichzara behemel rishus abaylin uborcha afilu kamepamim chayv lahatzir. So this is the famous halacha that if that even, that as long as the owner is not irresponsible. Of course, if, the owner, if I return it and the owner is irresponsible, then that's called an Aveda Midas. But if I returned it and it got lost again, and then it got lost again, and I keep returning it, it says, as long as the owner wasn't irresponsible, the fact that I returned it a couple of times doesn't exempt me from doing it again. That's Hashem Teshivei, Mafilo Mea Pa'amim. Okay, questions? Or we're ready to go on.
I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. The, my only question is, is that practically speaking, uh, okay, after the seventh time, how, how is it not possible that, it, that the, that the uh, owner was not negligent? I mean, he saw seven, seven, six different circumstances in which this animal was smart enough to get out and to get lost and to... Good question. That's going to be, again, so now we get into the details. You got to figure out whether it's, is it, is it called an Aveda Midas? Was he irresponsible or not? That's the question. It's always a question of response, of being irresponsible. That's, that's what it boils down to. Okay. Okay. Now we get into the more realistic questions. What do you do if I found something and I don't know who the owner is, right? You know, you, know, you found a wallet. Um, here, here, I just had the Shiloh come across on, a, on the Shivas. We have a, we have an Ask the Rabbi chat for our Talmidim. And, and alumni, um, somebody found a Rav Kaf. Somebody found a Rav Kaf. Okay, and they located the person on Facebook. But the Rav Kafs have, have names on the back. All right, everybody, I mean, the guys in Chutzlash know what a Rav Kaf is. You've been here enough times to know what a, no, you know, you know what a Rav Kaf is. Um, uh, you know what a Metro card is in New York? It's a computerized personal uh, uh, bus card. That here, here, they, here. In their computers, they know exactly who the owner is. Well, it's more than knowing who the owner is. It, when it happens, what happens on my Rav Kaf? <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. No, it's, it's more than just knowing who the owner is. Okay, here. This is, this is what it looks like. Okay. And mm -hmm. on the back is a, is, a, is, a, is a strip. And you put money on it. Okay. And there's a, and there's a picture and a name because it's ID. You've got you to do it with an ID so that it's personalized. Okay. So somebody found one and it's got a name on it. So they were able to track the person down on Facebook and they sent him a message. I found your Ravkov, please come and get it. And the person said, okay. And a week passed and they didn't come and get it. So she sent another message. Okay, we'll come and get it. And now she says that um, the person is, is so, and, and they sent another a couple more messages and now the person is not even responding. So what's their chiyuf? What's the chiyu? Well, so the first question, of course, I asked, is there money on it? Because <laughs> even if there's no money on it, if you lost your Ravkov to replace it, it costs 10 shekel. So the Ravkov itself has value. Okay. And it turned out there was money on it. Okay. So, you know, so you've got a Ravkov worth 50 shekel and you keep telling the owner, I've got it. And she's not coming to get it. All right. So that, yeah. So, I, I think then that, that it may then see the problem, of course, is, is that it's, it's the Suros Liyade. You know, you're, you're not going to be allowed to keep it um, unless you want to say that the Bailam is Mafkirit. So I said, uh, you should write her another message. Say, look, if you don't come, if you don't come and get it, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to take it back and give it to Eged, something along those lines. Okay, which is probably good enough. Anyway, I don't know. I never heard the rest of the story because I didn't hear whether the person finally came, came and got it. But 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 that's Eno Makiras Habailim. Here you she knew what it was. But Eno Makiras Let's go back into Gimel. You have to be Machris. Okay. Now, what does it mean, Machris? And how does that work today? Because now he'll tell you how did they do it in the time of the Beis Hamikdash? Vatanya Virishon Komishamotse Aveda Machris Alea Shalosh Regalim. Right? Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, your Machris. And listen to this. This is really tricky. You got to wait around seven days. Why? 
because we give the, the Gemara says, we give the guy when you're machris, we give him three days to go home to see, oh, maybe I lost it. I didn't even realize I lost my wallet. Three days to go home, check his house and come back three days. So that's those Sheva Yomim. And this is in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. All right? Mishechara, Beis HaMikdash, hitkinu shiyu machrizin bebate knisios ubemate midrashas. Why? Because that's where Jews congregated. After the Beis HaMikdash, Jews congregated in shuls and bate medrash. So if I go into the shuls and the bate medrash, obviously the local ones, um, because there's no aliyah regal. So now we're talking, you found a wallet in Passaic on the street. So you, 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 you go into the bate medrash, especially if you found it near a shul, you go into the shuls of the bate medrash, put up signs, whatever, and that's it. Okay. Misharabu ha'anasim. Apparently there was a period in history where anybody who found a lost object, it was immediately expropriated by the king. So if I announce that I found a, a wallet, I'm inviting the king's men to come and take it away from me. And therefore the owner will never get it back. So he kinu, rather than announcing it in shul so that the anasim of the king can find out about it, you got to let your friends know. Just spread the word in the neighborhood. I found a wallet. You don't want to make it a public announcement in the days when the king would take it away. But you just let your friends know. So nowadays, what do you do nowadays? Let's just read another couple of lines. Now, so I think that nowadays, and I know certainly in Harnok we have such a thing, is that there are chats. There are, there are right now, I assume Pisaic has some kind of a chat, uh, Josh, for lost things, for lost objects. I mean, not specifically for lost things, but there's a, um, there's sort of a new, you know, general blog sites, whatever they call it nowadays, for posting important things that are going on. So Harnok has a chat and people post, we found, I lost a ring, we found a ring. That's mamish. That's machris. That's absolutely machris. That's 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 today would be the proper way for machris. Okay. Again, every every city has to figure out what they do. I know that uh, you know. I, I even think they have lost in fact. I know that in um, let's say in Hilligram, which is a, a a Los Angeles newsletter, so it comes out a few times a week. There's a section of lost and found. All right. And people people post what we found or what we lost as a lost and found. That's definitely an appropriate way. Uh, to be machers, absolutely an appropriate way to be machers. Okay, but now the question is: the next halacha is, what are you machers? How are you machers? What do you write? Well, so that's where it gets very tricky. Okay, so says the Beis Yosef, says the tour. Next line: Ketzad machers. Well, what do you say? Mazkir shem ha'aveda, the Omer chefetz ploni matzati. Okay, so you say, I found a pen. I found um, a, a, a discount key. I found a computer. I found a notebook. All right, I, what's the problem? In other words, here, here's the balance. The more information I provide about what I, lo- about what I found, the more likely a Ramai could come in, figure out what it is and trick me into giving it back there. The less information I provide, the more difficult it's going to be for the owner to even know whether what I've got is what he lost. So it's a very fine line. And again, the Gemara has a big discussion about it back and forth. 
um, how much information you give, how much information you don't give. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But basically what you do is you give, you say, I found a computer. Now you got to give me simonim and it's simonim muvhakim. In other words, things that are unique to this computer that don't exist in all the computers. I, mean, I, I found a notebook computer. Well, it has Windows 10 and it has Word and it has uh, Excel, right? You know, and it's got an i5 processor. That, that's not a simon muhak. That's not a simon muhak. Okay. You know, you got to say that the, the F key is stuck and there's a scratch on the left, on the, on the bottom right side. That, that's already simonim that only the owner would know. Okay. Let's see. Let's read on another simon and then, and then we'll go back to the, another sif and then we'll go back to the base Yosef. Betanya, here's a brisa. Berishona, kol misha abdallah veda hayanosin simon v'notlo. You come in, you give me a simon, and you take it. What happened? This is in the Gemara. So, you know, it, 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 my chavrusa commented that we have to appreciate that the culture wasn't as squeaky clean as we like to imagine it was in the time of the Gemara. Okay, because look what happened here. Misha rabu haramayim, you know what? You gave me a simon. I want character witnesses that you're an honest guy. I just gave you a simon. Yeah, well, there's lots of crooks and people figure out what the simonim are, okay? And maybe you saw, you know, maybe you, you, you know that Ruven lost his computer and you were, a, uh, you know, you used to visit Ruven a lot or you were a business partner of his and you know what the simonim are and therefore it's not really yours. So therefore we require witnesses that you're not a crook. That's that's what they had there. The Haidna, it gets worse. Rabbi said it gets worse because this is what it says in the Gemara. Now the tour is talking. The Haidna in the tour's time, Kulu <coughs> We have to assume everybody who comes in and gives you a simon, <coughs> default. He's a Rama. You got to know that he's an. He needs to bring character witnesses that he's an honest guy. Here we'll see the base Joseph in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Wow, it must have gotten really bad. That even with a simon muvak, you have to bring a raya that you're not a rama. Don't worry. In other words, it's only when he's giving general simonim that we suspect that he's a rama. says the rosh, if he's giving simonim muvakim, all right, you know, the F key is stuck and there's a scratch on the lower right corner, okay? And there's a hairline crack on the left side of the screen. Those will see that, that, that you can't be a Ramai on that, I don't think, I don't know. Um, okay, let's see the Beis Yosef. Um, okay, so the Beis Yosef picks the start. We're gonna pick it up with Kates and Machris, all the way back to Dalit. Kates and Machris, Master Shema Veda, Veena Choshish Lomamayim Shabakalyum Tusimah. Shum, Itmar Rav Yehuda. This is the Maklokas in the Gemara about exactly what you're supposed to announce. Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, Avedoso Machris. Avedoso Machris. Avedoso Machris means I, I lost something. <coughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, I found something. Diamrus Glima Machris. If you say, I found a shirt. Fashina Laramai. So, you found a shirt. It's We're worried that a Ramai is going to figure out what the Simon is. Rav Nachman Omar, no, no, no. Glima Machris. You don't have to worry so much. You say, you say you lost a shirt. In other words, where does it stop? 
if you're always going to be choshesh for a ramai, where does it ever stop? So there is it. You, you say shirt, and if the guy gives you simonim, you give it back. Meaning, if he only said regular simonim and not simonim muvhakim, you're not going to give it back. So there's no chashash when I say I lost a shirt. I found a shirt that the own that a guy who gives you simon muvak is not the owner, and a guy who just gives you regular simonim, you're not going to give it back to him anyway. And therefore, you are machrids. I found a shirt, and we're only going to give it back with Simon and Muhakim. In other words, if you come in and I say, I found a shirt, and the guy says, Well, it was a Brooks Brothers shirt, that, that's not a Simon Muhak. All right. You know, it was a long sleeve, white button down shirt, not a Simon Muhak. Yeah, you got to give me something unique that it's your shirt as opposed to, you know, any of the shirts of any of your neighbors. Um, okay. That's in the Gemara Chavches. Go to Hay. Where's this Rambam coming from? Everybody has to bring us a Raya that they're not Ramayim. And it brings a So the Ramam learns, wait a minute, what's going on here? What's the scenario? Let's go back and see it inside where the Ramam's coming from. And again, and the, the Beit Yosef is going to show the tour argues. But let's see, where did the Ramam get it from? Here's what it says. Amar Aveda. Simple. Well, wait a minute. What kind of simonim are we talking about? Well, you just got through saying that if he just says regular, he says simon that's got to be regular simonim, but not simon muvak. So we're talking about the Ramai not getting it back, even if a regular would have gotten it back. So that means it's got to be with Simon and Muvhakin. So that's where the Ramam got the idea, all right, that Afilu Simon Muvak in Machzirin to a Ramai, Ashiyavi Adam, Shano Ramai. Because that's what it turns out in the Gemara. Then it says, when a Ramai lo Yasir means with Simon Muvak lo Yasir. So continues the Beis Yosef. The Kvarkatafti Besomach de Gemara Muki Mastisan, I'll leave it there of Nachman. The my lo Amar Simonea, Simon and Muvhakin, Dida. And therefore, that's where the Rambam got it from. Again, this is talking about a get. Somebody found again, and he's able to tell you there's a hole in the letter rage in this word. Wow, that is a big simon muva. That's absolutely simon muva. And we would give a get back on these simonim. It's good enough to give back a get. If a Ramai comes in and gives you that simon super muva, if he's got a reputation as a Ramai, you're not going to give it back. How could he know? You know, we, we never put anything past Ramai. We never put anything past Ramon. Okay. 
Questions still here? Okay. Um, yeah, all right, let's just quickly see Ches, Tes, and Yud, just when there's a conflict. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, just to see that, what do you do with conflicts? So, um, Bo Shnaim, I'm in Zion, either Zion or Ches, whatever your, your, your letters are. Bo Shnaim, does everybody see where I skipped to? Bo Shnaim, Simon Muvak. So what do you do when two people come and each one gave you a Simon Muvak? <laughs> then you require Aiden. In other words, it, it, the, the, you don't tell them split it. You don't do it. You have to hold it because there is a din. I think I mentioned this once at the very beginning um, from um, the board from Chaim Shulevitz in Elu Metzias. So why did the Torah need to tell me Adrosh Achicha Oso demand Simanim? You don't give it back unless there's Simanim. Why did the Torah need to do that? So I think we, you, you guys didn't like this so much, but Rechaim said it clear. I found a wallet, okay? And the word spreads that I found a wallet. And Pinchas comes knocking on my door. Rabbi, I heard you found a wallet. Yeah, I found a wallet. It's mine, says Pinchas. I say, how do I know it's yours? And Pinchas says, wait a minute. Rabbi, is it yours? Not mine. Pinchas but I say it's mine. So what right do you have to hold it? So that's why we needed simonim, adro, I'm sorry, we needed adrosh achicha also, that there's a din on the finder to demand evidence that it belongs to the person claiming it. Because if we, the Torah didn't demand evidence, the, the finder wouldn't be allowed to keep it. He'd have to give it to the first person who came and claimed it was his. But there's a din of adrosh achicha also. Good. So now I have two people giving me simonim, I can't give it to the two of them and fight it out. I'm not allowed to give it away until I know who it is. So therefore, I say, bring it. somebody has to bring Adam. Till they bring Adam, I can't give it to anybody. But therefore, I'm back in Ches Tes. Listen carefully. So Ruben gives you a Simon Muvak, and Shimon gives you Adam. Again, what are the Adam? The Adam are that he lost it. So who do you give it to? You know, sing Labala Edim. Even if they didn't say he lost it, all they say is we know it. Well, it this we know this thing used to belong to Shimon. Well, wait a minute. Normally, when Adam say we know it used to belong to Shimon, but Ruvain is holding it, But here we don't say that because See, the only reason why when I'm holding your computer, and you bring witnesses that it used to belong to you and that I stole it. And I claim that I bought it. And we believe me, because I'm holding it. But here we can't, we're not choshesh, when the guy, when the guy brings Adim that, that, it, that it used to be Shimon's, and all Ruben is doing is bringing Simon and Mubhakim that he lost it, we give it to the Adim and we don't assume, we don't assume that, that Shimon sold it to Ruben. That's a little bit of a chiddush. Okay, but it's because nobody's holding it. The Bala Veda, see, the, the, the finder now has a responsibility to give it to who has better evidence. And at the end of the day, Adim, that it used to be his, is better evidence than Simon. That's what so it turns out. Find, does a finder convene a best in, or is a, does a finder act uh, as a giant? The finder, is a, the finder is one guy. The finder is one guy. The finder is not a basic. Right. So finder, the finder is a giant assessing the witnesses. No, 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 no. No. If there's two kosher witnesses, 
right? And 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 against against Simani. So he gives it to the Adam. He has to give it to the Adam. What are you worried? You worried that the Adam are lying? How does he know the Adam aren't lying? That's that's a start. You, I'm I'm unfamiliar with uh, uh, you know laymen being asked to deal with witnesses. A legal it sounds like well, the many of our witnesses. It's a legal proceeding. And I would just presume that took place in front of a best stand as compared to in the parlor. You know. I hear what you're asking. Listen, I mean, if 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 the if the guy who brought the sea money is going to make a claim that these are wit- these are lying witnesses, it may end up in Bayesden. Okay, it may end up in Bayesden. Depends on what the guy's claiming. If he's claiming that they're liars, and you're right, you as an as a layman don't have the ability to assess whether they're telling the truth or not. So then. We would go to Bayesian, but it requires an explicit claim on the basis of the litigant that they're lying, because we don't assume people are lying. We don't assume it. He, if he makes the claim, it'll end up in Bayesian. Okay? But there's a very interesting, very tricky halacha. Okay? So what happens if they both brought Adam, contradictory Adam? So obviously, you know what to do. Ru, right? Ruven brought Adam, it's his. Shimon brought Adam, it's his. What do you do? Without even looking inside, you guys should know what to do. What does the finder do? Nobody. Nothing. Finder has to hold it. He, he can't. The finder has to hold it. Okay. So let's see that inside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. We're not. We're not dealing with the case of two. We have a different case. So I, we understood. If one brings simonim, and one brings adim, the adim win. Okay. What happens if nasnu shneim simonim? They both gave contradictory simonim. So what did we say when there's contradictory simonim? When they both gave simonim, somebody has to bring aid, correct? That's what we said in the previous simonim. What happens if a guy brings one aid? Eid echad. Again, Reuben gave simonim, Shimon gave simonim. So the owner, the finder says, well, I, I don't know what to do. They're contradicting each other. Shimon brings an aid echad that, he, that it's his, that he lost it. Think carefully. It's very tricky. Because you know normally what does an aid echad do? What is an eight, what's the power of an eight echad? Shvuah. A shvuah that what? That's the trick here. What does the eight echad give a shvuah about? A mechayv a shvuah about? That it says. I say you, I say you owe me $100. You say you paid. I say you didn't pay. I bring an eight echad that you didn't pay. Or let, let's make it simpler. You, you say you never borrowed the money. I say you borrowed the money. I bring an Eidecha that you borrowed the money. What do you? What happens? I can make a shvua and not pay. You can or you have to? If I don't want to pay, I have to. Okay, so what do you swear? Um, that I didn't borrow the money or I paid. Why? Let's talk about didn't borrow the money. Why, are, why is that your shvua? Because the aid Echad is saying you borrowed and you need to neutralize the aid by swearing against the aid. Okay? You need to, you need to neutralize the aid by swearing against the aid. That's what an aid Echad is machai. So we have the famous, famous case in Baba Basra of what's called Naschid Rebbe Abba. All right? How many, when I mention that, does that ring a bell with anybody? Case of Naschid no. Rebbe Abba. So no. let's give the background first. Okay? Um, I pull you into court. And I say, you grabbed my computer. You grabbed my computer, you stole my computer. And you in courts say, you acknowledge, yes, you grabbed the computer 
because I was a thief and I stole the computer yesterday from you. So I acknowledge that I stole and I grabbed your computer, but I grabbed your computer because I was recovering stolen merchandise. Who wins? Do I win or do you win? Again, I walk, you pull me into court. Rabbi Karlinski grabbed my, stole my computer. I say, yes, I grabbed your computer, but I grabbed it because I was recovering my own stolen merchandise. And you don't, and, and, and neither of them has. No Aiden, no Aiden. That's the whole. No, but neither, neither of them has receipts to show who actually bought it originally. Nothing. No, that's the whole, I gave you the whole case. Well, well, the the, have said he did the, the, the guy who is purportedly the the true original owner, the guy who snatched it back, the guy who's claiming that he's a repossessor, he's a motive mixus taina. Was motive mixus? Where's the motive mixus? He's go for a he's motive that it's true <laughs> that it was by you. Wait, 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 you're throwing out a concept that's not relevant. Motive mixus means that I admit partially the amount and deny part of the amount. I'm not admitting. I'm not. I am. I am denying that I'm a thief. I'm saying I recovered my own computer. That's not motive that makes sense. Yeah, Huda, what did you want to say? But he could have said he didn't grab it. So amigo. since he said something. I have amigo. I have amigo. Correct? I could have said I didn't grab it. So therefore, I have amigo. I clearly would. I must be telling the truth. Okay? But I want to know from another perspective. Why don't I win? Because I'm a muhzak. I'm walking in holding the computer. So I'm a muhzak. You're trying to be motzi mechavero alavarai. You got to prove that I stole your computer. I'm claiming I stole my computer. You got to prove it was yours, that I didn't have the right to do it. What happened there? So what happens if, is that a good taina that I'm a muhzak, so therefore you have to believe my taina? What happens if you pull me into court and I say, I grabbed the computer, but I grabbed my computer. And you bring two witnesses that saw me grab the computer. They have no idea about any background. They don't know anything else. They know that I grabbed the computer. And I'm claiming, yeah, I told you I grabbed the computer, but I grabbed my computer and I'm a Muslim. Do I win or lose? The, 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 that ADOS is irrelevant. No, it makes me not a Muslim. So Aaron got it correct. I'm not a Muslim. Why am I not a Muslim? Because they ate him so that it was that you didn't have it. Well, not quite. The, how did I? How did it come into my possession by grabbing? That we know. We don't know whether what I grabbed was mine or not. But we can't call me a muhzak because I got it by grabbing, and that's not a muhzak. In fact, you were the muhzak, and I took it away from you, who was the muhzak. Okay, A, and B, I now have no migu. If there's no witnesses, I have a migu. But with witnesses, I have no migu. Why? So I have no migu because what Why? can how I does, say? How, how, how does the fact that witnesses saw me repossess it indicate anything about who is the actual owner? It doesn't all, indicate anything. It, but but first, all they're doing do all they're doing is confirming a fact that I already admitted to myself. Exactly, yeah. but that took away your migu because the migu was I could have said I didn't grab it, and I said I grabbed it. So therefore, you got to believe me that I grabbed but, mine. But, but what if I came I before have, the witnesses came? Oh, so that so. I was motivated before I knew that there were witnesses. Oh no, no, no. We assume that you knew <laughs> we assume that I knew there were witnesses and I said it. Witnesses always undo amigo. Witnesses always undo amigo. Okay. If witnesses come afterwards and take away the amigo, the wingo is gone. Okay. The only question is, am I a muhzak? 
So the fact that I grabbed it means I'm not a muhzak. I don't have a migu, and therefore I have to, I can make my claim, but I make my claim that I'm the motzi mechavero from you. This is standard stuff. This is not where it gets complicated. Here's where it's going to get complicated. So if you bring two witnesses that I grabbed it, I lose. What happens if you bring one witness that I grabbed? <laughs> it's not enough. What happens? I, I, I thought that uh, this is such a famous case. I'm surprised. Anybody who learned Baba Basra or the beginning of Baba Metzia had to know this case. But I guess I'm refreshing your memory. This is a famous case. Come on, Ephraim, why don't you weigh in? Okay, I, 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 I'm pulled into court. I say I grabbed the, 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 the computer, but I, it was mine. I was recompensing. You bring in witnesses. All the witness, one witness says, I grabbed it. That's all the witness says. The witness doesn't know anything else. They know I grabbed it. If two witnesses would say I grabbed it, I got to give it back, and then I can, and then I have to bring a raya that it was mine. What happens if one witness says I grabbed it? He loses the migui, but he doesn't have to swear. It's not a. It's not a. Doesn't feel like the kind of a situation where you'd have to swear that I. That other than that, it's mine. But I, I, I'm claiming that it's mine, and the witness said I grabbed it. So who's the muhsak now? Remember, it's very important to know who's the muhsak and who needs to bring the raya. Well, there's a one witness saying, I'm not a legitimate muhsak, but there's only one witness saying, I'm not a legitimate muhsak. Normally, a witness can be neutralized by a shvua. Correct? So you're going to make a shvua that it's his to, to neutralize the aid? So there's where it gets tricky because the aide didn't testify whether it's mine or not. Right. All the aide testified is that I grabbed it. So the only way that aid can be neutralized is if I give a shvua that I, didn't I, didn't, and I didn't grab it, but I'm admitting that I grabbed it. You guys hear the, right? You hear the, the, the we're, we're in a catch-22. So that's called mechui of shvua. I'm mechui of shvua. The shava, I can't swear the shvua that the aid is making me swear. Because the aid isn't making me swear whether it's mine or not. Dave is making me swear whether I grabbed it or not, but I already said I grabbed it. If, if we would come into court and you would say, I grabbed the computer, and I would say, I never grabbed the computer, what are you talking about? And you would bring one witness that I grabbed the computer, I could swear that I didn't grab the computer and walk away. But I already admitted that I grabbed the computer, but I'm claiming I grabbed my computer. So the minute the aide says I grabbed the computer, I'm a of a shvua that I didn't grab the computer. That's the only thing I can swear. But I admit that I grabbed the computer. So it's called mechui of shvua sheno yachali shava, and I'm going to have to give it back. Okay, yeah, that's one. And you have to give it back? I have to give it back, and now I'm the motzi mechavera. Can't he swear that, can't he swear that his computer? I walk over to you, Ephraim, and I say, you stole my computer, and you deny it. I, I say, I'm ready to swear that it's my computer. Do I win? Who has the computer? You have the computer, but I'm going to swear it's mine. Hmm. You got to grabbing makes you a non muhzak If I'm holding it because I grabbed it, that's not a muhzak. Except the reason I believe when there's no witnesses is because of my migu. I'm not really a muhzak but I believe because I'm a, because I have a migu. So, <laughs> but but what? Yeah. Are you saying that? Are you saying that the best strategy in, this, in a case like this is not to grab the computer, leave it with the with the other guy? And take him to court? 
Well, that's what you're going to end up doing even after you grab it. Yeah. You were hoping to get away with grabbing it. You're no worse off. You're no worse off by grabbing it and getting pulled into court and having to give it back than if you never would have grabbed it. So you're not better off if you leave it with the guy. You're not better off. No, no, not better off than grabbing it because the worst that happens when you grab it, you got to give it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if there's no witnesses, you'll, if there's no witnesses, you have amigo. You'll have amigo if there's no witnesses. Anyway, why is all of this relevant here? <laughs> okay. So now, now, we'll, now we'll get back to our case and we'll leave it at that. So everybody gave Simonim, contradictory Simonim. We don't know what to do. And then Shimon brings a witness that it's his. Well, what does that accomplish? So you're saying, well, so let Ruven swear against the witness that it's not Shimon's, but that it's Ruven's. Because what is Ruven claiming? Ruven is coming in with Simonim and saying it's mine. Shimon is claiming it's mine. So we have a standoff. Now Shimon brings a witness that it's his. So your first reaction is, okay, so let Ruvain swear that it's not his to neutralize the witness. Why can't we do that? Because after Ruvain swears that it's that, that against the witness, who gets it? Come on, guys. Who's going to get it after Ruvain swears against the witness to neutralize the witness? Now who gets it? Well, it's still going to be in limbo. Exactly. So the Shua won't accomplish anything because nobody's going to get it anyway. So the Ruvain doesn't have to swear against the witness. And on the other hand, one witness doesn't let Shimon win because one witness isn't enough to give it to Shimon. So there's conflict Simonim. Shimon brings a witness and the halacha says we ignore the witness. Witness doesn't accomplish anything because for Ruben, to have to, Ruben doesn't have to swear against the witness because he won't gain anything. He won't get it. So we don't make him swear. And Shimon can't win with one witness. So therefore we ignore the witness. That's what it says in the next halacha. Just quickly. So does he get the Migui back? What? Does he get the Migui back? No, because we're walking in with the find. No, we're in a duty where, where the finder found it. Ruben comes in and gives Simonim. Shimon comes in and gives Simonim. So the finder says, I don't know what to do. I can't. You got your contradictory Simonim. So the din is one of them has to bring Adam. Until one of them brings Adam, the, the finder holds it. What happens if one of them brings one witness? The finder still holds it because that one witness doesn't accomplish anything. That's halacha. That's halacha test. Okay. 